right, now that dude, that <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a that was a smooth transition to the radio. That was funny. All right, so you have a fiance. Yes, I do. Uh, a wonderful fiance, might I add. Yes. Um, how is it like to balance your life as, especially with with COVID happening and you not knowing whether you're going to go back to Connecticut or stay in Lancaster? She's obviously based here in Lancaster. Yep. Um, what was it like to separate for not 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 relationship wise, but like right distance wise, distance wise. Yeah. So, uh, her and I were long distance for. Uh, about four and a half, five months, which was difficult. And at that point, you were already like a year or two in your relationship, right? Yeah, we were about two years into our relationship at that point, uh, back in 2020. And yeah, it was, it was difficult. There were, there were some moments where it was just, we felt like we were a million miles away. It was only about 300 miles, but still, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) who's counting? Um, but I really just believe that that was kind of a true test um, in our relationship to just, um, it, it kind of made it Better. show that we were meant to be together because no matter what we were thrown into, um, it seemed we, we could always uh, work together and our love never uh, never grew apart. We just always uh, just kept growing closer together, even if we had to do it virtually for a, a season. <laughs> Um, it's much better. I, I do I do like being uh, back in Lancaster now and living in Lancaster now, um, but it was it definitely helped shape us. Shape us. It, it helped shape us. Yeah. Your your words are contagious now. I can't talk. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, so what was it like to what's it like to do music with her because she also does music as well. Yeah. And so I'm sure that's that's a blast. Yeah. So uh, she was on the recording of the One Foundation and. Most Sundays, she is up on stage leading worship with me um, at our Ephrata campus. Um, it's I always tell everyone at church and everyone and uh, all the other worship directors that there's no better feeling that when your fiance is up on stage leading with you. Um, it just brings great joy every week to know that um, she has the same intention, the same mission, um, the same... Uh, love for worship and music and <laughs> so she the, she said uh yes hi that's me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there's nothing nothing better than uh having her up on stage with me and uh, being able to serve christ in that capacity through worship leading uh with the person that uh, you love the most right by your side mm. is there ever uh how do i how do i question this um you do music a lot yeah, usually all my spare time is all music. your spare time. Does that ever annoy her, or does she? Or does she's she musical. Hang out with you. Yeah, she hangs out with me. She's musical. That's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Is there's a lot? Sometimes there's a lot of issues with uh, having a partner, and then you doing music like twenty four seven, and you know people are like, all right, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't want to listen to guitar every every single hour of my day. No, she's great. Um, she did a bunch of theater productions throughout high school, um, and she has amazing vocals. So, she does um, have pretty good vocals. Yeah, she's listen great. I, I absolutely love that her and I share the same love for music. Oh. So have you ever wanted to um, get out of the the like the the church and like do like gigs or like local venues or stuff like that? Um, yeah, uh, I'd, I'd love to be able to, uh, uh, serve with music. Um, you, you, I always say you serve with music, whether you're 
um, leading at your church or if you're out in the community. Um, I'd love to be able to have that opportunity to go out into the community too as well. Um, at Victory, we also do uh, get to go out and uh, travel around a little bit. Uh, we've uh, led a couple of chapels for a couple of Christian schools in the area. I think we're coming back to LBC this fall to lead worship. Um, Victory will be out here. Um, so, But yeah, it would be cool to be able to uh, share some of this music in other venues as well. It's always been an interesting uh, facet of of mine because I'm the person who goes out and gigs, and I'm like always asking Hunter, "You should come out to this gig. We should we should learn some music together and have some fun." Um, what do you think would be some boundaries for you in in terms of singing music? Because secular music, there there's like okay secular music to sing as a Christian, and then there's right. like absolutely not okay Christ, uh, secular music to sing. Right. So, um, obviously, uh. No curse words. No curse words. No, I I don't like singing any songs that would refer to uh, drinking or drugs or something that our anything that our culture kind like of adult finds, content. Yeah, adult content that somehow our culture finds acceptable. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's if I'm going to go out and um, just use my talents, it it's going to be something that at least will honor God through it. Um, I prefer to being a Christian environment, but um, there's also power bringing Christian music to a non-Christian environment. Um, and God can work through that. Yeah, it's, it's been one of the uh, more fun a- uh, aspects of me going out and playing playing music that that is not only fun to play, but it, it's it's being a Christian within the context of, the, you know, there's, there's a, I'm in a bar with a bunch of people who are drinking, smoking, whatever, but they know that they know that I'm a Christian and they respect, not only respect that, but they, in some aspects, look up to me because of that. Right. And, um, it's, it's really been interesting having that, uh, positive influence on some of my better friends within the music community to see that they want to get better and become more like me because I don't drink. Uh, the, the only thing I get at the bar is whatever food they have. Cause I'm right. always hungry. So, <laughs> Or or um or I'll get like a soda or something, and typically they're free at at bars, which is pretty nice. So, yeah, it's 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 been an interesting time to uh, go out and play music with a bunch of friends. Sometimes we sing Amazing Grace, and that just at you know at like a a bar venue, and it's it's like wow, people really do kind of have a heart for this kind of thing, and uh. And it's really a, a beautiful because music can touch you in many different ways, emotionally, physically, sometimes uh, of like music therapy and all that jazz. Right. It's it's so interesting the amount of uses you can get out of uh, music and how it can change someone's life. Right. Yeah. Uh, I love that you bring that up because um, I think the world is our mission field and those spots that. Um, where people are um, unfortunately not making the smartest of choices is it's just another chance for us to share the love of Christ um, through that situation. It's not anything uh, to look down upon either. No, it's uh, it's just a way that we can, um, again, just share who God is, um, share that uh, everyone is created with a purpose and um, that God made everyone um, special and unique. And um, we can use... The, again, the gift of music. Um, I believe that music is 100% a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have to design it, but yet he made it possible. Um, I 
I definitely uh, think that what you're doing by going out to those places and um, just being that 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 Christian influence is really really special, and that's uh, that's that's a cool way to serve the community. And it, it's not to say that I'm out there going out and like preaching. Right. It's just me setting setting an example of what. Right. What and you it don't be. you don't have to you don't have no, to go out there to preach to serve. No. no, not at all. No. Just being there, being the light. Uh, and and by the way you treat people by giving them a hug or a high five or like supporting them when they're down because there's a lot of downs out there in the music industry. Yep. Um, just being there to, not uh to encourage them and and uh stuff like that. Like hey, that sounded really good. Or when they when they feel like their set was crap. Like no, actually, uh, don't lie to them for sure. <laughs> but to uh just to re encourage them. Like hey, well, there's always next time or even. Because sometimes what a lot of musicians will do, they'll be like, oh, that was horrible, but it was actually really, really good. Yep. And Because, you know, you're your own worst critic. Yep. So it's always good to like to re-encourage people. And you would be surprised at how many people uh, don't do that. And they just kind of let it go. And it's like, well, you, it's granted, yeah, it's taking an extra step, but that step is so much more uh, worth it to share than not to. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what is worship to you what is worship to me wow that that just that's a big question what is worship to me well i think there's a fine uh, point that needs to be made worship is not just music um when when people think of uh a worship set they automatically think okay worship is when we are singing songs and nothing else but worship is just um, us uh, glorifying God for who he is. Uh, we, that doesn't necessarily have to be just music. Um, I think we worship through our prayers. We worship through um, opening our hearts when we hear a message at church. We, we worship Christ when we go out and serve the community. Um, there's so many different ways that we can worship Christ. I, I'd say even uh, your example, when you're going out and being an influence, a good influence to uh who pe- people who that might not have that in their lives and just sharing the love of Christ with others. Um, even if it's not a direct, um, you're not preaching to them. It's still, you're worshiping Christ because you are, uh, you're glorifying him and bringing it all back to him. Yeah. I, I like defining worship as the mindset of glorifying God. Yep. Or not even, not even, not the, even the mindset, the like, heart set. Just like the heart set or the, in, in unintentional or intentional action of worship or mm. praising God. Um, so besides God, what keeps you grounded in all of this? So you have so much fun and your ego can take you away in some aspects. Uh, What keeps you grounded? I'd say, um, obviously Christ is number one. God is number one. Um, spending time in devotion, spending time, um, in prayer with him. That's the number one. That's number one. What keeps me grounded? Um, I guess I would say coworkers and uh, other ministry leaders around me. Um, working at a multi-site church, there are so many uh, leaders around me who I can go to for advice, who when I uh, have a situation come up or I need uh, just some encouragement, I can go right to them and um, they will, they'll be honest with me and they'll do it in a loving and compassionate way, um, which is huge. Um, Absolutely huge. 
it's that's one of my favorite parts about a multi-site church is just there's so many people around you speaking into you. So I'd say that besides obviously God himself, mm-hmm. that is another aspect of what kind of keeps me grounded, keeps me focused. Was Eagle ever a big problem for you? Um, I'd, I'd say it was more before I grad, well, not even before I graduated, um, probably my early, early years of college. It's definitely not like it. Oh, no, not at all. Like the way I know you, you're not egotistical at all. No, I feel like every, every person has that inward battle. Um, and it's just using discernment, um, and keeping your heart focused on the mission that God has set out for you. Constantly humbling yourself. Constantly. Yes. Um, I think some of the the ways this has been ironed out is just by having a couple Sunday mornings of things not going Disasters. the way I planned. <laughs> Disasters, yeah. My first Sunday on staff at Victory Church. Oh. My string broke. And it oh, was no. it was a G. Um and that like throws off the entire Everything. tuning of your yep. guitar. So um one of the other staff members who was playing, uh shout out to Seth Barstow. Um, he jumped off of our stage, ran to the back. He had his acoustic guitar and got it because we were playing the song Goodness of God. And if you know Goodness of God, it is an acoustic guitar-led mm-hmm. song. <laughs> yeah, and we had to we basically restarted the entire song. And that was like my oh, no, first it's a, it's Sunday worst nightmare. leading worship. I was like, this is a crisis. Our campus pastor had to come up and explain what was going on. It was interesting. It was funny. Oh, no. Um but that's a rare occurrence for a string to break as well, isn't it? Well, uh, I've had plenty of strings break in my time, but y- usually it's not that bad. No, <laughs> that was, was, yeah, that I I switched string brands and that seemed to have fixed the problem. But <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, what is one thing that uh, worship leaders or volunteers make a mistake of when they come on the worship team? Huh. One of the bigger mistakes, I guess, would be thinking you're prepared and then not really being prepared. Mm. Um, Go ahead and explain that more. So at Victory, when we're leading, um, we have click and we have guides that tell us where to go in the songs. Um, and it's in a very particular order that we set ahead of time. And very, once in a while, we'll change the order. We'll tweak it before a Sunday morning. A very annoying order, might I say. <laughs> but, it's constantly clicking in your ear. <laughs> yeah. The, the wonderful sounds of a worship leader intro two three, three four, four. <laughs> yeah right um but we for the instruments that we don't have and for a little bit of support under the band we have multi-tracks um mm. which we run um so if we don't have a drummer we'll put in a drum track if we don't have a bass player we'll put in bass tracks for the songs so it takes a little prep ahead of time um and then all those orders will be reflected in planning center so um you'll get Songs are sent out about three or four weeks ahead of time to the team. Um, so good. Y- yeah, so you can see your song many weeks in advance. So you can prep ahead of time. The order is all there. Um, and it does take a little bit of prep because our songs are supposed to be memorized. Um, we're not, we don't like using music stands. It's a barrier between. Um, Even for like the keyboardist, they can't have an iPad. And well, oh, no. I mean, there is grace if. They need if they feel more confident with it. We, I'm, I'm I okay with so putting it up there. confident with with, but, uh, um, with the like Generally, our musicians are all memorized. The only thing we have is a confidence monitor for lyrics, which that helps. 
But so I feel like the uh, oh, I understand. I feel like the instrumentalists of the team are at a little bit more of a disadvantage because you have to memorize everything, as the um, and obviously we want vocalists to memorize as much as they can because you don't want to be having your eyes glued to the confidence monitor the whole right, time. Right. It's very obvious if you're staring at the confidence monitor the entire worship set. They probably didn't prep very well. <laughs> um, so yeah, just it does take time. It's it is a commitment and uh just being prepared for it was um is probably one of the one of the things that um i've noticed being one of the i guess mistakes i mean obviously there's grace if someone comes in who wasn't super prepared we we work with it and um you know uh, it's not like everyone has it as their front and center focus. Yeah, keep in mind that everyone else is everyone else has a volunteer they have a full-time job and then they come in and Help give up their lead time. worship on a weekend experience. They come in on a Wednesday night rehearsal and a Sunday morning for two services because we have nine and ten forty-five right, a.m. Yeah. services, and our rehearsals either start at six thirty a.m. or seven thirty a.m. Um, so right. it's early on a Sunday. So it is a commitment. So um, we always say that the the volunteers are the life of our church, and they really are because um, they put so much um, forward. So um, yeah. So how has your faith uh, been challenged or grown within the leadership of uh, worship director? I, it's definitely grown. Um, it's I feel just I'm so humbled and so blessed to be in this position. Um, the I was I was struggling quite a bit there um, before I got the position at Victory because so I was so as I talked about earlier I was so just kind of confused on okay where am i going with this where where's god leading me i don't have answers um and it can be so easy to fall into that trap mm. um, it i think god purposely waited for me to be content where i was before he sent me something and that was a lesson that i really had to learn was being content where you are um and just the blessings that god has given me through this job the way that he constantly um sometimes he gives me energy that i don't even know where it came from because i wake up totally dead on a Sunday morning sometimes. And, you know, it's you're never going to have every single Sunday going to be your 100% A-game Sunday. You're going to have Sundays where you just don't feel it. And there are Sundays where I get there and I just don't feel it. And that's just, that is how we are as humans. That's humans, yeah. That's humans. How do you, um, how do you deal with that burnout? A lot of it is ref- refocusing. Um, so early in the morning, we'll put a worship set on in the car spending a lot of the morning in prayer. Um, and I find that when I encourage others, I feel encouragement myself. Mm. Um, cause when your team is confident, you're confident. Um, so those little, I guess, tips and tricks are some of the biggest, uh, tips and tricks that I'd give any, um, worship leader, worship volunteer, um, be intentional, be praying for the weekend before the weekend as well. Um, <laughs> use Saturdays. Most people are off. Um, if you have time on Saturday, just rest. Um, you don't necessarily need to be praying the whole day, but spend time in intentional rest and recharging for Sunday uh, for the experience. Um, and just be expecting God to do great things through it because he is actively working. Mm. What is one thing that you wish you had known when you first Ooh. started? <laughs> one of the big questions here. Um. Oh man, 
I didn't come prepared for this question. <laughs> see me with it, my, see my my preparations. <laughs> well, to be fair, I didn't give you this question in advance. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um. And this can be related to music, worship, life in general. So. I think building off of where we were just talking a minute ago. Um, every Sunday, you're not going to feel 100% every Sunday. Um, mm. When I was in school and when I was just new, new environment, excited to do this all the time, 24-7, um, there weren't many mornings where I was like, ah, oh, I got to go again. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm not feeling it this morning. Um, but I wish I had known that that wasn't always going to be the case mm -hmm. and it isn't always the case. And there are weeks that I'm totally excited to go. I can't wait. I'm pumped. I'm energized. I feel well rested. And then there's those Saturday nights where I keep rolling over in bed, can't fall asleep. My mind is running a hundred miles an hour because I'm thinking about what tomorrow is going to look like at church. And then I wake up completely dead in the morning and I just drag myself to my car. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's yeah. So that was just uh, knowing that ahead of time because it was a little bit of a shock because I noticed I was like, hmm, I thought I should be feeling this every week. But in fact, it is completely normal to not feel 100 percent every Sunday. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, burnout is a, a lot and what was like half the battle at times when it comes to uh, your job, like whenever I, I I work with kids and sometimes it's just like, I don't want to deal with kids, man. <laughs> and I'd say sometimes it's not even burnout. Sometimes it might be lack of confidence. Maybe something mm. happened in the week. Maybe a worship team member, a critical team member called off called and you're off, yeah. filling, filling uh, positions last minute. Um, there are so many different variables and I feel like that's a lot of the devil just trying to get to your, um, get to your soul and kind of try to throw you off a little bit. So, what is one of the funniest things that ever happened during worship? Funniest things. <laughs> I've had quite a few things. Um, and this can be at Victory LBC. Oh, I guess I can give a couple of general funny moments. Um, I've completely started the song in the wrong key. Um, everyone's starting in. Did you really? I, <laughs> <laughs> I remember it actually wasn't too long ago. It might have been like a month ago. Um, we were singing the song Valley by Chris McClarney, and it was in the key of A. And I had my capo on the fourth fret and was playing G chords, and that's the key of B. And I started strumming to it. I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> and then looked over. I was like, oh, I'm in the wrong key. I slid down. And yeah, that was that was funny because I got a from the from the musicians in the room. I was like, I got a few looks. Right. <laughs> um, I've had my guitar completely fall off of me on a Sunday morning before. It just falls to the ground. The strap just like gives out. Um, you know. <laughs> oh, I've done a couple of good catches. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, we've had, uh, I not at the current church that I'm at because we have MIDI controllers for keyboards, but when we had an actual analog keyboard at our other church, Someone leaned on a button and started a groove in the middle of a Oh my gosh, song. the amount of times I've done that at like an actual like gig where I, I put my phone down on the thing and it starts the timer. It's like, clink, clonk, yep. clonk, clonk. And I'm like, no, stop. Just a nice worship moment. Boom, 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 yeah, boom. Right, no, right. Stop. <laughs> at that point, I because I, I don't know what button I pushed. I just turn it off. Yep. <laughs> so <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that string's breaking. Um. 
I've had a microphone fall off the stand. My microphone stands have fallen. So Christmas Eve service, actually, at uh, Victory, um, I guess I didn't tighten my mic stand enough. And mm. during our opener song, my mic stand just kept falling down and down and down. Slowly I kept getting and lower and lower and lower. <laughs> and then I got in a good spot, adjusted it real quick, and then it fell down again more, more, more. Like, I just got to change the stand out. Oh, no. So there's been some funny some, some funny moments. Um, when you look back at it, you, you laugh. A couple of voice cracks early in the morning. Yeah. Oh, that's there's more no during more that. during rehearsal, but sometimes for I feel sorry for our first service folks because they hear a nice little squawk from my vocal cords. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> the second service is usually when my voice is warmed up fully. Uh, I just no matter how many vocal warmups I do in the morning, it just first service is always rougher. What are some tips and tricks to help your voice in the morning? Drink tea. Tea is incredible. Um, hum and then. Uh, Sing a little bit on your way to church. Just get your vocal cords warmed up. Um, avoid crazy exposure to cold, which is hard in the winter. Um, is it around here? Yeah. When you when you go out in the cold, uh, it just dries your voice right out. Mm-hmm. Um, just be hydrating your vocal cords. Drink tons of water, especially the day before a performance. Just drink tons of water. Really? Um, yes. Tons and tons of water. Tons and tons of water. Who would have known? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Literally everybody here... I, it took me so long to get on the water bottle train. Yep. It, I, everybody here at college always, no matter if they're like a violinist or whatever, they always have a wa- water bottle with them. And it, I was just like, no. Yep. I'm just going to drink from the water fountain. It's, but it's not enough. Nope. Not Keep enough. drinking water. Keep hydrating your vocal cords. Um, it's a part of your body that needs care. Um, yeah, I learned that a lot, like doing this podcast. I was like, I gotta make sure I have a water bottle because I'm gonna be upset and not speaking if I don't. Yep. So, rounding out our time here, um, what is what are some projects that in the future that you're really excited for? Some projects coming up. Um, actually, this weekend, um, which I'll be going uh, to my church pretty shortly after we're done here. Um, we have a big women's conference at our campus, um, or not at our campus, at our main campus. Um, but our uh, all of our staff are helping coordinate the event. So um, I'm doing some uh, band leading and uh, playing acoustic guitar for it this weekend. It's going to be uh, cool to see how uh, lives are changed um, this weekend at our, at our church um, through a women's conference. And actually Scene Collective is going to be there. That, um, oh yeah, with be, like uh, with uh, Kristen Brewer. Kristen Brewer yeah. yeah, so they're all gonna they're gonna be. Uh, so Victory Church Worship is gonna be doing most of the worship music, but they're gonna do a set later oh, on the day on Saturday. Music. So that'll be cool to have them out there. If you ever heard the Scene Collective, oh my gosh, this is not the one of the best like music pieces ever. One of the uh, members of Scene Collective, um, her. Uh, husband is a campus pastor of the Columbia campus. It's the Harnish oh. family. And the, um, Kristen Brewer is one of the writers at Sight and Sound. Yep. Music, music wise. It's just kind of cool because, like, I don't know, I don't think Scene Collective is really their full gig, but they no, all come not. together from all these different um, places. And that's uh, it, incredible. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Uh, I might have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, we'll be getting there pretty soon because we'll be setting up for that. When um, is this that? Weekend. What, this weekend? Uh, what, is it this weekend? Yeah, it's this, so it's tonight um, and then Saturday. That oh. it'll be happening. Yep. Are only women allowed? Only women. Oh, <laughs> and some men's staff who are helping to uh, put on the event. That's unfortunate. Um, but it's really cool. Our uh, worship team uh, for this weekend. It's so all the guys are in the back playing the instruments, 
Um, so I'm on acoustic. We've got a keys player, a drummer, electric guitar, keys. And um, as soon as the worship set is done, they're like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> but all in the front, it's all uh, women-led, which is really cool. Right. So it's a women worship team. So it's, it's, cool, it's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. Ladies. It's cool to see. Uh, cool to see how uh, Victory does all these different um, events for just different Different uh, groups. Different groups of people. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. All right, well, this has been a lot of fun. It has been. Yeah. So if you want to find Hunter Wood, you can find him at the Ephrata campus of Victory Church on Sundays. Um, worship starts, our services start at 9 and 10.30. Yep, 9 and 10.45 are our services, and that's at all five locations. Um, but if you want to see Hunter specifically, <laughs> his talents, go Tell to Ephrata. <laughs> uh, you can find him at Hunter C. Wood, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, all the things and streaming platforms. You can find him there. Uh, he's coming out with new music and, and sometime this summer. It'll, this summer, yeah. The definite statement this summer. Yep. And I'm sure I'm gonna hear a lot of that. And uh, you so do live with me. I do live with him, and it's a lot of fun. So with all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. I hope you've enjoyed this this podcast. If if you have, be sure to share, be sure to like and follow on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, the story, uh, the underscore story, underscore. <laughs> <laughs> Having a hard time there. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's the story podcast, but there's an underscore in between each word, so it's hard to say. Can like, I say one thing that I've always wanted to say? What do you want to say? Hit that thumbs up button. Hit that like button. <laughs> smash that like button. There you click go. Click subscribe. Click the bell, even though it's not YouTube. I don't care. It will be there eventually. I, but with all that said, hey, I hope you guys have a wonderful day and a wonderful rest of your weekend. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.